We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, we've come to the point. The questions have whittled down. I've got one that I've been kind of sitting on because, okay. again, it kind of plays into one of our rapid-fire questions. These are some tough questions this week, or <laughs> today. I just want to put that out there. They weren't meant to be tough, but... Well, they are. I think some of them... You're probably right. Are you ready for rapid-fire, though? I'm always ready for rapid-fire, Sean. I'm fired Let's up. do it. Let's do it. Yes. So Thistlemore Pottery has a question. How confident are you Notre Dame will beat BYU and how confident are you they can win out? Yes, I know that's Ooh. asking a lot. So that it's kind of related to this first question, which is okay. on a scale of one to 10, what chances do you give Notre Dame to be ranked again this season? I think that is set, setting the bar fairly low. Now, after you lose to Marshall, that's where you got to set the bar. And I that's totally, right. totally understand and respect that. But I think that they'll if they can beat BYU, they'll be ranked at the end after that game's over. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah I do. I, and I think that there's a, there's a case to be made, a case to be made that they could be in the 24, 25 spot now. But I think if they beat BYU, they're absolutely going to be ranked. So I, I don't think we'll have to wait very long. If Notre Dame wins, I think they'll be ranked. I do. See, I don't know about that because. Uh, as of right now, they're they got like three votes in the coaches' poll. Those are the only votes they're getting in either poll Haters. right now. And I think what makes it difficult, one, you've got a two-loss team <clears throat> in Notre Dame with a loss to Marshall. If they had beaten Marshall, here's what's crazy. They're barely getting any votes in either poll. If they had beaten Marshall, if their only loss had been that respectable loss at Ohio State to start the season – They'd at least be in the top twelve right now, if not the top ten, because oh. their loss would have their only loss would have been to Ohio State. But as it is, they lost to Marshall, and that they were, they were them. They were number eight after they lost to Ohio State, right? Yeah, you're not yeah. dropping after that. They they exactly. might even be. I mean, if they were three and one right now, they might be a top five team, depending yeah. on you know the things that have happened around them. So that's right. Yeah, that's exactly absolutely. right. And that's what's crazy is so instead they're sitting at two and two, they're unranked and barely getting any votes. And in the meantime, you have teams like Minnesota and Kansas who are both four and oh and unranked right now. And you've got a lot of those kind of teams that are kind of jumbled up and like Kansas state 
just got in the poll because they knocked right. off Oklahoma last weekend. So you've got a lot of those. There are no two lost teams in the top 25, and you've got a lot of these teams that have run the table against, you know, sort of suspect non-conference competition, even though Kansas has got a really good quarterback in Jalen Daniels, and they went on the road and beat teams like West Virginia and Houston. They were under, you know, they were underdogs in basically every game before last week against Duke. But my point is you've got a lot of teams like that who are still fighting for respect themselves. So like to your point, I don't think they get ranked unless they win these next three games against BYU, wow. UNLV, and uh, wow. Stanford. Wow. Okay. And like you look at, you know, BYU and, and UNLV are both three and one right now. It's Stanford that's sitting there at one and two because Stanford just gets worse every year. It's They're terrible. Like, I'm sorry. I think that that's what it's going to take. I think they're going to have to win all three of those games to get ranked again because then at that point they're five and two. They're going into Clemson. Maybe they crack it, you know, if they beat UNLV before Stanford. They, they definitely are going to be ranked if they run the, the table in those three games and beat Clemson. So I'm giving it only an eight. Like we did this scale of one to 10. Again, I oh, think yeah, they've got a really that. good shot of, of, of you know, running these next three games. Yeah. BYU, BYU is still solid, but they're not as good, I think, as we thought they were. Agreed. You know, probably a couple of, of weeks ago. I think Notre Dame. I agree with that. Notre Dame's got a real good chance to out-physical BYU. And because they, they got pushed around by Oregon a couple of weeks ago. So And see that right there, what you just said, I think that's what gets them ranked is BYU is perceived to be, you know, a physical team and all of these different things. And I think, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's kind of not marquee isn't the right word, but it is, it is a win that people will pay attention to. Yeah. And, you know, with it being in Vegas and in the uniforms, I know that shouldn't mean squat diddly, but I still think it's going to mean something. And I think that even though BYU, uh, you know, they stumbled against Oregon, you know, they're going to win two more games. So they're, they're going to be what four and one going into the Notre Dame game. I think they're going, they're going to be ranked. So it'll be a win over a ranked team. I just, I see, I think that that's all it's going to take. You know, a convincing victory would be nice, but I would also say that a win period gets them ranked. But we'll see. We should revisit this. Oh, we will. Oh, Minnesota has Purdue this week, so they should be 5-0. and Kansas has Iowa State. Decent, but they just got beat by Baylor last week. At home. But, I, you know, again, like, I think if both of those teams win, Minnesota and Kansas, they're both going to be ranked. And as long as Kansas State doesn't get upset this week, they will stay, you know, because I just think that there are too many of those teams in front of Notre Dame right now fighting for those, fighting for that just to get into the top 25. So I think it's going to take a couple weeks for Notre okay. Dame to get back in there. Love it. I mean, I get your point because BYU is ranked right now as well. So if Notre Dame wins, sure. obviously this is next week. So if Notre Dame wins, you know, then that's going to topple somebody. And, you know, those, those, those spots are always pretty much revolving, you know, in that, in that like 15, 16 to 25 right. range. I just think it's going to take more than a week for Notre Dame. To well, get the best part about this because of the two losses and the loss to Marshall. The best part about this is Monday, October 10th is a month. You know, we have a show and the rankings will be out. That's true. So 
we'll that there'll be one of the things we can talk about on Monday. That's on that exactly Monday, right. That Monday. That's exactly right. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. If Notre Dame does nothing else this season, Vince, would a win over USC make everything better? I can't say nothing else, right? <laughs> so, I mean, if they lose every game except the USC game, now, that's, if, yeah. they, if they did that, it would make me laugh pretty hard because that would be a blow to the USC. You can at least go out and you're you're like, I mean, <laughs> stupid USC, you yeah, got beat right. by Notre Dame. You, you got beat by a three-win Notre Dame team. You know, you're, you're not back. You know, good luck. You know, that kind of a thing. Now, would it, since that's the last game of the season, and, well, I should say the last game of the regular season, I still, you know, there's people out there that don't think that Notre Dame is even going to be bowl eligible. I disagree with that. So I don't think it's going to be the last game of the season, but beating USC will make things feel a heck of a lot better. I mean, regardless of what happens between now and then, I don't think Notre Dame is going to lose all their games leading up to that point, right? But they could drop one or two here or there, and if let's say they're a, let's say they're a four-loss team going into that game, if they can beat USC. That there's a big difference between eight and four and seven and five. I mean, at that point, or you know, nine and three and eight and four. Those are just those are massive differences. And so beating USC to have a decent record at the end of the season and also just beating USC because everybody's going to pick USC to win that game and roll right. all over Notre Dame. 
it, that'd be pretty darn sweet. And the roles are kind of reversed this year, just based on That's how true. the season started off. Because like when Notre Dame has had to go out there to finish off the, a couple of uh, unbeaten seasons to get into the you know the BCS championship and then the playoff, you know USC has given them a tussle out there in the Coliseum. Now it's USC most likely is going to have the better record and the higher ranking and and all this stuff. And you know they're the great story. You know the big comeback and Lincoln Riley and all that again. They've got a really soft schedule, and, and they, they struggled to get by Oregon State last week. You know, so th- like that's that's a you know that's Oregon State was almost their marshal, but they were able to finish it off. You know, but uh, yeah, so I agree with what you're saying. Like, if they lose every game, but they went beat USC, uh, you know, at least you could laugh about it. But yeah. I don't think it's going to make everything. You know, Jesse kind of brought this yeah. up last week, and I've been kind of waiting to throw this at you to see what you think. You know, but I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I don't think that yeah. you can lose every other game, but right. you beat USC, and all of a sudden it makes up for everything. It would make for a great day, right? Then you've got to wake up the next morning and realize would, everything else that happened. That you know, it, it would put a little bit of icing on some doggy doo doo at the yes. end of the season. That's you know, exactly. when it all comes down to it. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I will always take a win over USC. Always, always, always. But right. it doesn't make up for everything. That's right. Uh, going back to the to the ranking question, Sammy J said, Sean's error is he's thinking rationally. Notre Dame's <laughs> brand will sway voters if they beat BYU. I think it'll get them. I think beating BYU will get them on the cusp. They will get back. They will, they will pick up some votes, but I don't think you go from zero to all of a sudden you're going to be at, you know, even number 25 by beating BYU. Now, some other teams, you know, the one thing that you do have is you can't get beat this week, and some other right. teams in front of them likely will get beat, so sure. maybe that gets them back in the picture, but also because you don't have a chance to, you know, say, hey, we won a game, you know, that yeah, that right. kind of thing. But DT right. Rollhunter agrees with Vince. He thinks that, that they will. I just, I don't think, you know, again, they'll make up some ground, but I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they're going to be quite, I, in the, you I'm know, I'm like, and like to what Sammy says, to what Sammy says, like, you know, the fact that Notre Dame's brand and all that, that that'll also work against them, you know, because there are plenty of people who vote down in SEC country who aren't going to vote for Notre Dame because they've already got two losses. You know, there, there are some people who will, there are some people who won't. There's, there's still that love hate relationship that sure. Notre Dame has with everybody. No doubt. That, that can work both for them and against them. You know how that works. All right. So on the kind of subject of rivals and, you know, who you like and, you know, all that, take USC and Michigan out of the equation. Yeah, because those would obviously be number one and number two for this one. Right. So take them out of the equation. Is there one college football team that you really (sighs) like? You've got the schadenfreude for. You love to see them suck. Is there one college football (laughs) program that it's like, yep, the world is right when they're not winning. This was a tough one for me because you took out the two obvious ones. And if we were talking about other sports, like I love watching IU basketball lose, but I could give a crap about IU football. Like that doesn't, that doesn't do anything for me, but IU basketball, like I root for them to lose. You know what I mean? Because there's so many IU fans around here. It's just, it's fun to watch IU lose. So I I love that. But the football team, I actually kind of root for the football team, which is very, it's a weird dichotomy in my little brain. So this one was tough. Coming off of the loss that Miami had 
I did enjoy that. I'm not going to lie. That that was uh that was an enjoyable loss for sure. And I get yeah, right there. I was just going to pull it up. I got to agree <laughs> with Quinn on this one. I think right he now the top LSU. of my the top of my list is going to probably be LSU. And that is one of the most petty things on the planet that I could possibly say, but it's accurate. And I when they lost that game the first week of the season, after Notre Dame lost, it took the sting out of the loss for me. And I really, really enjoyed it. And so I will absolutely enjoy when LSU loses. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Stymie says Miami, Florida State, Wisconsin, Ohio State might as well add LSU as well. And I could throw like I I grew like a little bit of a soft spot for LSU just overall because Paul Maneri was down there for sure. so long. Prior to that, I, you know, it was like I never wanted to see LSU win and and that kind of stuff i've just got to go we've got a lot of lsu votes coming in john a1 says duke and lsu like again like if we if we're centered on football i don't know what you know like duke Duke has never been any good i don't know why you care about them but you know quinn quinn says ouch (laughs) i'm a hoosier grad guess what i hate to break it to you i wish i could move my uh my laptop i've got an iu degree right over there on the wall so (laughs) still like it when they lose that's right (laughs) I've just got to go with Miami, you know, because again, like I think anyone you like you were still relatively young in those intense Notre Dame Miami years, late 80s and early 90s and Jimmy Johnson and Lou Holtz, and, you know, shave shave Jimmy Johnson's butt for me and all yeah, that I love stuff. That. Love you know, like that I I I still go back to that when that that Miami rivalry was yeah. every bit as intense as USC and Michigan. And so I go back to that. And even though obviously the, you know, they discontinued the rivalry because it was so intense and because of all the, you know, the stuff that was going on around it, that's the one for me. Miami is the one for me. I I enjoyed watching them lose uh, the other day. There, there is no doubt about that. So yeah, I did enjoy that for for sure. Even though they're the shell of who they used to be, but it's still, that's good. You can stay a shell. For yep. all I care. So that's right. That's right. Okay. So Vince, the fan who caught Albert Pujols's 700th home run ball left Dodger Stadium with the ball after turning down offers to give the ball up. Fair or foul that the fan didn't give the ball back to Albert Pujols? I mean, it the way things go, the way baseball is played, that's fair. I mean, he caught the ball. It's his ball unless he wants to give it up. Would I have given it up? I don't know, to be honest with you, because if I look at it from a practical standpoint, if I put that up for auction, how much am I going to get for that and how can that change my family's life? I think that's a legitimate question that I would have to ask myself. Yeah. Uh, the the Now that's the practical side of me, right? The baseball fan side of me, I'm going to give it up to go hang out with Albert Pujols and get a bunch of signed gear and take pictures and do all that. Like I I would actually enjoy that as a baseball fan, even though I can't stand the Cardinals. I respect Albert Pujols to the nth degree, and I think that would be really cool to do, to be honest with you. So, the, yeah. so it would be very difficult for me in the moment to make that kind of a decision, you know, because you don't go to that game anticipating that you're going to catch that ball, right? And so right. now you've got some split second decisions to make and all of these different things. 
So, I mean, it would be hard to pass up an opportunity to change my family's life from a financial standpoint. That would be very difficult for me, you know. But, you know, I would love to be the guy on the on my pedestal being like, I would always give the ball back. Just give me a <laughs> bat with his signature and we'll be great, you know. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I think it's fair. I think that it's it's that kid's decision or that guy or whoever it is. I think it's fair because he can make that decision on his own. Yeah. Uh, someone said I would have just asked for lunch with Pujols if I caught his 700th. <laughs> and, you know, I saw – I think it was Darren Ravel. Or, you know, someone like that tweeted uh, something the other day about the guy who caught – Mark McGuire, like one of his, and I can't remember exactly which one, which it, was. one it was, you know, but one of, you know, during that historic 97 season, someone who caught McGuire's ball, you know, was, was like, you know, like offered a Jersey and, you know, whatever else. And, it, and basically the guy said, you know, I'll, I'll give up the ball if, you know, if I can get like, you know, this and an autograph and I, and I can meet McGuire and McGuire said, no, you know, McGuire wouldn't meet the guy. And <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and so you know what happened? The guy turned around, and they auctioned off the ball, and the guy got three million bucks for it. And and that's that's life-changing money, dude. Like that's exactly right. Even if it's only half of that, or even only a million, even if it's only a half a million bucks, you're under no obligation to give these balls up. You know, just because you know this is a historic. You know, ball for whoever happened it happens to be, whether it's Maguire or Sosa or sure. you know Pujols in this case, or you know Aaron Judge if if Aaron Judge actually ever gets to sixty one and he's you know been kind of sitting on pause because everybody's walking him yeah. at this point. But it's like that's that's a lottery ticket if you yes. happen to get your hands on that ball, you're under no obligation to give it up. And I would absolutely keep the ball you know like if it was maybe you know someone like i'm a big fan of them or you know whatever right. maybe that changes it a little bit but again like all this guy wanted to do is meet mcguire and mcguire wouldn't even give him that you know right so i'd walk out of there and i would take my chance you know because whenever these guys come to the plate in these situations they switch out the balls and they've got them specially marked and authenticated and all that stuff so they know if it's legit or not sure I would take that ball and I would go to the auction house and I would get the most I could yeah. out of it. Because like you said, that is life-changing money, baby. Yep. And, and those players now they've, they've worked and they've, they've earned their way to get what they get, but they, you know, they've changed their, they've changed their own lives with the money that they're getting to be paid as a fan. You know, you don't have that luxury. Nope. So get what you can out of it. And you can. You know and, what? And if, it, and if it's if it's worth it to you just to give it, you know, again, like whatever you can get out of it, if if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But personally, I would walk out of there and I'd go to the auction house. And I tell you what, Albert Poolhouse has more money than he'll ever know what to do with. And so, if you want that ball bad enough, baby, give me a ring, and we can I can sell it. I won't even go to the auction house because you got to pay money to the auction house. So you want you want the ball bad enough? Give me a call and we can make a deal. All right, because it won't hurt you to give up some of the money that would change my family's life. So, you know, and he earned it and that, but that's fine. But if you want it bad enough, come talk to me. Yep. So Brent's right. It was 98. I think I said 90, I might've said 97, but it was. Oh yeah. The 98. 98. Yep. Scale of one to 10 Vince rate the bears throwback uniforms. I, did you see them over the weekend? I, I did. Yeah, no, I definitely saw them. And 
you know, one thing I will say, and I know this is petty and weird. I don't like white at home. I don't, I know you're a Cowboys fan. That's all they ever wear is white at home, but right. white at home to me is strange. So I don't like that. So that's the only part I didn't like. Other than that, I kind of dug them. They, they were different. They were kind of cool. They were fine. I, I, they, I give them like a seven and a half, eight. It's funny you say that because, you know, like the Giants on Monday night the other night wore their whites at home to make the Cowboys wear blue and all. And I always get a chuckle. You know, it's usually the teams in the division of course. that do that. Like Washington used to do that all the time. They would never wear white at home. But when the Cowboys came, they would put on the whites to make them wear blue. You know, and I always like, but you're right. It's like, like when I watch the Cowboys, it's weird to see them wear the blue. And it I'm is. used to it. The reason I asked you this is because of the helmets. Mm-hmm. You know, basically they their alternate helmet is the helmet that looks like the Michigan Wolverine helmet. Yeah, uh, you're right about that. I I was thinking more of the jersey than I was the helmet because the, the jersey's right. nice and clean, and I like I like that look. Like I did yeah. dig that, but yeah, I, I will never be on board with the wings. I mean, never. I actually kind of like their orange, like the Bears orange jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, that they wear. I do like those as well. I I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of those as well. Yeah, but I don't care for the helmets. I don't care for the stripes. You know, on yeah. the on the socks and all that stuff. I think it's I think it's a little busy. They've got a few too yeah. many stripes going Not on. Not as bad as like right. the Steelers ones where they look like bumblebees. Yeah, you know, or like exactly. the Packers had one that looked really bad. I thought I thought the 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 Bears ones were at least classy and they look good for the most part from a jersey standpoint. Okay, so this one comes from Kyle Brandt from Good Morning Football, a little program that I I watch every morning with my daughter. What is something in sports media you would like to see permanently destroyed, whether it's a phrase, a segment type, whatever? In the world of of sports media events, something that you would like to see go away and never come back. So this would be something different than the, anything you want the, it to be. It the, be the little girl at Notre Dame stadium that always talks but when the, in the halftime or whatever <laughs> during timeouts. And I don't think she's media. That's like, <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, that's an in stadium experience. Okay. So give me yours first. Cause I want to kind of get an idea okay. of the realm that we're in on this. I've got some ideas, but I don't okay. know where to go. Here's mine. Okay. And I'll fully admit that I have done this before. So I'm not like like looking down on people like I've never done that. You shouldn't do okay. it or whatever. But you know, I've done it. I think we are past the the photo of the stadium or the arena you know the, that we post to social media <laughs> and it's it's your seat office view for the day. Yeah, right. I've done I think that's jump the shark at this point. I think you know again, I've done it. I just think that it's like okay, yeah. You know, it's like the humble brag of humble brags, right? It's 100% a humble brag. Like, I can't believe I get paid to be here, you know, at the game and whatever. Yeah, that's right. And it's usually, like, if it's a football stadium, you know, it's like the empty stadium. or Yes, because you're there so early and, you know, or you're on the field before the game, you know, that kind of a thing. Totally done it. I've totally done that. Again, I've done it too, but I think we're past that at this point. I agree. I agree with that. Absolutely. I absolutely, I, you know, now if you're now, if like, you know, like if you're saying, okay, my coverage begins at whatever, and you've got a photo. Okay. That's one thing, but it's, but again, it's like the, the office view for the day we're done. I'm done with that. I'm going to, you know what, here's what I'll say. And I know you're the one, this is one of the first things I ever learned 
when I started in this business, right? Because you got me into the business. Okay. You started me. And this Here's is like, to see where this goes. This is the first <laughs> thing that you ever taught me. And I think it's totally valid. Okay. When announcers use the word we, I can't stand that. The only <laughs> time it is appropriate is if it's the color analyst and he played for that team at some point. Right. That is the only time that it is ever allowed, in my opinion. The, the play-by-play guy who has zero to do with the on-field product other than you went to practice and you've talked to the coach and maybe you rode the bus to the stadium with you the team. You travel with the team. Yeah, I mean, most, most announcers do travel with the team to some extent. And that's yeah. fine. I get that. But you are not part of the team. Yeah, you got a ring at the end if they win, and that's awesome. And you deserve it because you busted your butt doing your job for the team. But you are not part of the team, and we is a huge pet peeve of mine, and I never even thought about it until you brought it up to me back in 2004, and I've I've run with it ever since. And I agree with you completely. It needs to go away, and it's totally unprofessional. (laughs) Uh, Salty asks, am I really done with it, Sean? Really? I really am. I really am. That's right. Yeah. Derek says, when the boss says we, it means me. Yeah, and they're, they're trying to make it not about them. But, it, yeah, and that's that's always – because, like, if you've ever listened to me do play-by-play, especially, you know, like big moments and big calls, there, there's, there's no doubt, like, where my bread is buttered. But that has always been the line that I've drawn, and that that is – that it, you know, that's something that I was taught, you know, like back, back in the day when I was in school is, like, you know, you can you can be a homer. I guess to some extent, but yes. the, the we is where the line is drawn. No doubt. Yeah. And look, you and I had done radio for a long time for, for Mishawaka high school in town here. And we are the home team radio, right? So there are ways that you can still get excited for the team that you're calling and all of those different things, right? Without saying we, I mean, you are about as close to that program as you can possibly be without strapping on the pads and you never use the word we. You know right. what I mean? And there's plenty of people in this area that cover teams that use the word we. And it's like, you have nothing to do with it. It's not a we situation. So, yeah. Yeah. Can now, Jack this, Collins, good question. Yeah. Irish Shytown asks, can Jack Collinsworth say we as an alum? But of course, he is a Notre Dame he alum. I, I think that Jack Collinsworth, and he's a recent alum too. Yes, you he know, is. He's young. I think that I think that Jack Collinsworth is professional enough that, you know, he is he there. He's sitting no, and and I don't yeah. think he would. He is he is in a network broadcast booth. You you don't hear Chris Collinsworth say we when he does Cincinnati Bengals games, right? You know his dad, right? And again, that goes to what you're talking about. You know, if you sit in a network broadcast right. booth again, like agree with if that. Yes, if, if he was doing like local TV, it it might right. slip in now. Yeah, but when you are in a national TV broadcast booth, that we should never be used. And I completely, regardless of where you go to school, so like Tariko, so, Tariko, yeah. I'm he sure he's Syracuse. called. Yeah, and yeah, like you know, he did Notre Dame Syracuse a couple of years ago. He would, he, he would, no, he wouldn't. Yeah, and those I, guys would never like you would, you would, you'd never hear that from a network broadcaster. So, I, so yeah, to clarify, so what if I was, you did, they shouldn't be in the booth. I completely agree, especially from the play-by-play guy, yeah. because they are supposed to, you know. And again, there's a difference between local play-by-play you know you know especially radio yeah those kind of things versus right. network 
broadcast. And there's there's always the the local uh like you know when I was working at the radio station I would do the Colts and the Bears games on the board, right? Those guys are the local crew that do those games. They are the home crew and the color guy used to be a Bears player. He can use we. You know what I mean because he just does Bears games. He is the home crew. Right. You can go ahead and use we. You, I think you it's Tom Thayer, right? Yeah, Tom Thayer right. is the Bears radio right. analyst. He can say we because he used to draw a paycheck from the Chicago Correct. Bears. He's in that booth because of his because previous connection as a player to the yes. Chicago Bears. 100%. You can use just, we. You were there. Right. Just like Ryan Harris can say we all he wants on a Notre Dame radio Correct. broadcast. Absolutely accurate. Yes. 100% agree with that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Last question of the day. Actually, yeah, okay. So, Good Morning Football is in London this week because they're you know they're out there. You know, you got the Saints and the Vikings playing this Sunday morning. They were doing some English slang this week. So, my question to you, Vince, and I don't know if you looked this up today. Do you know what a curtain twitcher is? I purposely did not look it up, <laughs> and I have no clue. It my mind completely went to the gutter on what this could possibly be and so i'm really hoping that that's not the case i can't believe you would bring that up if it was so i don't know what it is and i didn't look it up because i wanted to hear you say it all right oc irish fan i will leave this up for the duration of the show sean please keep the chats on the screen longer i'm a slow reader enjoy the show <laughs> oh oh irish fan all right so oh, i will leave that good. up a curtain twitcher and i had never heard this they they did it like multiple choice they put up three different it was like a b or c okay which is the which is the real you know english slang phrase a curtain twitcher is an english slang term for someone who's nosy and always in somebody's business really yeah Interesting. i've never heard that they've, they've got like their own little language over there across the pond but interesting yeah never would have guessed that not in a million years no way yeah. irish shy town says nah, see, there you go. i had never job. i i would not have known that i would not I, have known no that. me neither yeah. me neither uh going back to uh what we were just talking about thistlemore pottery says sorry vince i as a fan say we all the time hold it i didn't mean to take that down. okay uh, he goes, I just take it as someone who is invested and in, lives and dies with the team, but I get it from a broadcast standpoint. Yeah. Look, and we're talking about from a broadcast yes. standpoint. As Absolutely. a fan, you can say we, us, whatever you want to do. The yep. big difference between fan and yes. someone 
especially, you know, again, if you were in a network broadcast position, you should never right. use that term. And you really don't. I don't think you do right. hear that. Right, absolutely. Unless, I, unless it's, you know, like someone, right. you know, like rookie analyst just breaking, you know, maybe he lets one slip. I'm with this a more... At hundred percent with this. If you're a fan, whatever, man, do it. Do you do you? Like that is all good. You can you can live and die with the team, and and I, that's what fandom is. You know what that's I mean? Right. And that's uh, what honestly, that's one of the reasons you guys your fandom. We, we you, said from right. a media standpoint. Yes, it's one of the reasons you guys come onto our post game show. To, you know, to see the look on my face because I do live and die <laughs> with every win or loss that Notre Dame has. You know what I mean? Like it, I'm a fan too, no doubt about it. Uh, but since I cover the team, I try not to use we. When I'm off the air, that's a different conversation. So, yep. yeah, I'm with you. Salty says, so do the Germans. It's like they have a different word for everything. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could you you can speak to that one, literally. All the language. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and Stymie said, <laughs> my grandmother is definitely a curtain twitcher. She can tell you what everyone in her neighborhood is up to. <laughs> that's great. We all know people like that. And it's good to be dialed into those people because they have information. That That's true. You know, like, I suppose in media, being a curtain twitcher is probably yeah. a good thing, right? Because, like, you're yeah. plugged in and, you know, like, you got different sources and stuff like I think, that. I think Brian is the perfect definition of a curtain twitcher from that's a good standpoint because, right. you know, he, he knows everything that's going on behind the scenes. That's for darn sure. That's right. So he's always got a story. All right, good time tonight. That's all we've got. We're going to end on curtain twitchers tonight. <laughs> Love it. That's right. Love it. All right, well, I, I think this is like the only time I'm going to talk to you this week, isn't this it? This week, yeah, I know. But my, my buddy Jess has stepped up to the plate. And my, right. my son uh, made varsity for the playoffs for oh, soccer. Nice. Congratulations. So, all of a sudden, my schedule got a little bit more crowded than I thought it was going to be. So Jess has stepped up big time for me, and I appreciate it. So even though he's probably going to be riding the bench for the playoffs, I at least get to go watch him do so. So uh, Yeah, and Jesse was, was actually – they were he and his girlfriend were supposed to be going to Florida. Yeah, that's what he told me. And they are well, not going, though, now because of, it got – he told me today it got canceled. Okay. So, right, well. By the way, while we're sitting here – Yeah. And we've got – a lot of we we'll, we'll kind of go on for a little bit longer. I'm curious, like all of our people listen, you know, obviously everyone's a Notre Dame football fan, and that's predominantly, you know, what this show is. I am curious, like where, you know, some of our listeners slash viewers stand on the other Notre Dame sports because we're getting to the point where oh, basketball yeah. is going to be starting, like. Are you into men's basketball? Are you into women's basketball? You know, obviously, you know, like over the summer, you know, we went to the College World Series and we, you know, we had some shows on the College World Series. So what, you know, where are you on other sports to give me an idea of what, you know, what other sports you'd like us to talk about? You know, we're still going to predominantly be Notre Dame football. Always. But there are going to be other, you know, like I said, here in about a month, basketball is going to be starting. And obviously, you know, I do the play-by-play for women's basketball. As sure. Well. So I'm just curious, like, you know, Somebody what mentioned other Notre sports hockey. people are into. Or ice I hockey. Think they, yeah, I think they, they mentioned hockey earlier. There you go. says ice hockey. Uh, Stymie says loves baseball. Used to have season tickets to uh, men's <laughs> basketball. 
Um, <laughs> Salty says, you can't follow Kurt and Twitcher. Great show, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. But be thinking about that. Let us know, you know, like what other sports. You A lot know, of hockey uh, fans. Yeah. Wow. Derek says hockey. All right. And I think you should do a sports score round. You know, we can, we can, you know, we're, we're going to be mixing it. Quinn says curling. I mean, it's fun to watch. Yeah. And, um, DT says, so, do cover uh, them all for the yeah, week. Yeah. He said, so, so cover them all for the week. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we will touch on once other sports come, we'll touch on all of them. Like rapid fire. We'll definitely touch on you know, different things and different sports at Notre Dame. There's no doubt about that. Right. In terms of like, you know, probably some chances for some interviews and stuff Absolutely. like that. You know, we haven't had a whole lot of those, but uh, Thistle Moore says love men's basketball. It's going to be interesting to see. I think they've got a chance to have a, uh, oh, we will definitely, we will cover men's hoop. We're just, you know, we're, we're just trying to figure out, I guess sort of how deep into, you know, like as yeah. far as this show, you know, like beyond rapid fire and, you know, you know, sure. again, like for interviews and, and of course, salty Virginia peanuts says fencing. Now <laughs> fencing was code word when we started talking about baseball. That's true. Summer. That so, is true. <laughs> yeah. Keep that in mind. Let us know though, if you have any, specifics. maybe we'll have to put up a, uh, a topic on the message board too. You know, kind of see what people want us to talk about, that kind of a thing. That's so, a good idea. That's probably yeah. a good place to to kind of throw that, to kind of give us a, you know, a bigger pool of uh, right of input. I Absolutely. Guess. All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up tonight. Appreciate you for uh, for coming on. And and uh, we will, Vince, I will talk to you specifically next week. We do have That's a her. bye week next week. But uh, Jesse will be back tomorrow. And I'm thinking about, now this is, this might hurt you. Uh-oh. Thinking about doing an all rapid fire show tomorrow. Oh, wow, I know you better. I mean, if it's a if you have like I don't know what your schedule's like, but if you want to like jump in for yeah, a little I, bit, I believe tomorrow, uh, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to cover uh, girls volleyball? That's what I get to do tomorrow. So. That's a good question. <laughs> Jumping and leaping, everything yes. else. Athletic ability. Spiking. Yes. I saw a video the other day I of a dog game. playing volleyball. Really? Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just wrap it up on that. <laughs> Curtain twitchers, beware. We will talk to you tomorrow. Ivy Nation Sports Talk. Thanks for coming in tonight. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.